Hello, my art teacher friends. We're about to start a new school year. Um, and exciting, right? Some of you aren't as excited, I know. I know some people aren't excited at all, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to tell you why. I've got two reasons why I'm excited to start the school year. First, um, we get homerooms at, at my high school, at South Brunswick High School. And when we get a homeroom class, the homeroom class sticks with us. Uh, all throughout their their high school career, if you will. So when we get a freshman homeroom class, I'll have them as freshmen, and then I'll get them as sophomores and juniors. And then when when they um, retire <laughs> as seniors, then after those four years, then I'll get a new freshman class. And this year, I am getting a new freshman class. How exciting! So I'm going to have new students in my homeroom. All my seniors last year graduated, and I'm going to have this class come in, and hopefully they're going to stick with me for the next four years. And then when they become seniors, they will graduate. And guess what? I plan if everything goes according to plan, which I hope it does, I will graduate with them. <laughs> yes, I plan to retire in four years with them. So isn't that kind of fun? I'll have this high school class and they'll be with me uh, throughout their career in high school. And then when they graduate, we'll all graduate together. It's taken me long enough to graduate high school. It's kind of embarrassing, but you know, I could have stopped and got my GED, <laughs> I guess. All right. So that's enough of that. Number two, second thing uh, this year that uh, I'm very excited about, we are doing something very new, something that I've wanted to do basically ever since I started teaching high school way back in Apex days uh, that I wanted to do with another teacher and have just uh, done pieces of it, things I've done of it, but have never gotten it all quite together. And this year we're about to do, and there are 10 things, 10 things that we're going to be doing differently uh, this year. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, um, and you know, of the top things, some of, the, some of these things, I'm going to tell you what they are in a second, may not seem revolutionary. But when put together, all 10 of them actually are. Would you like to know what my top 10 things are? They are... Well, I had to do the musical introduction first, or it wouldn't be a podcast, right? <laughs> All right, I'm going to tell you what my top 10 revolutionary things, and like I said, not not individually, they may not be revolutionary, but when you put them all together, all 10 in one, they are quite revolutionary. There, there may be some teachers that are actually doing this, but uh, I think we're there's probably few of us, and I really feel like there's not that many teachers that have ventured out as far as we're about to go this school year. Uh, some have, I'm sure, but... But for me, it's definitely all new. And for some of the teachers, they're going to be like, wow, that sounds crazy. I'd love to try that. How did you do that? And that's why I'm going to share this information. I'm going to sh I share all this information, these podcasts. I share the website, which is, by the way, artofsouthb.weebly.com. If you want to go out there, check it out. It's all free, that stuff. And I share it because I hope that some people can like find a little little nugget here, a little nugget there, and steal it. Have, have at it. That's why we're doing it, right? Have at it. Take it. And, and go incorporate it into your class and make revolutionary classrooms out of your classroom, which is why, why I'm doing it. That's why I do the podcast, why I do the website, and why Melissa Purdy and I wrote the books, The Open Art Room and Making Artists. But we, you know, so people could steal and hold those books in their hands and write in those books and take notes and incorporate that information into their classroom. We do it for that reason and the other obvious reason, which is the money. <laughs> I'm rich. You don't know. My royalty check comes tomorrow. I'm going to take a bath. And I'm just going to fill the bathtub with cash and just take a bath in it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how much money we're making on the royalty check. So I'm going to take, take a bath in money. Okay. 
Let's move on. What are my top 10 things? Uh, so let, let me just go ahead and tell you what I'm going to do here. I'm going to, because that's what good teachers do. They tell you what they're going to tell you, then they tell you, and then they tell you what they told you. I never do the tell you what you told you thing, but I am going to tell you what I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what the top 10 things are, and then I'm going to come back and explain each one in a little bit more detail. And then maybe in a further podcast, I'll explain some of the more complicated ones in a little bit more depth. So let me just start with them in particular order, because this is the way they're going to get rolled out. Number one. Art, anytime, anywhere. That's number one. Number two, co-teaching. Number three, Monday units. Number four, Tuesday techniques. Number five, Artist Wednesday. Number six, new revised portal. Number seven, the project matrix slash learning targets. Number eight, art journals. The return of art journals. Exciting. Number nine, return of Seesaw. Yes. And number 10, engagement greeting. So those are the top things, like I said, in, in order and in importance. So I'll go through each one of those and explain what they are in a little bit of detail. And like I said, later on, if, if you guys want to um, email me and say, hey, can you explain this one better? Maybe I'll make podcasts out of the ones I don't explain well here today. Number one, art anytime, anywhere. What does that mean? Well, I put this in a previous podcast, so we're going to roll it out this year. We've already implemented it. Basically, we went to the, the counselors and we said, uh, you don't have to have art third period and then well art art one third period and then art two fourth period and ceramics second period and I'll have my planning period first. We're not doing any of that. Take all the kids and let them enroll in art. Anytime they have a space in their schedule, plug them into art. So they don't have to worry about it if they're in art two and they're like, I can't take art two because it's third period and I have Spanish third period and I have to take Spanish or whatever it is, right? I have to take geometry. I, I is They still teach geometry. I have to take math too. I can't take art two because they're scheduled at the same time. None of that. You just take art. So it's going to be art anytime, anywhere. So the anytime means they can take it anytime they want, anytime during the, during the day. And yeah, that means that the classes are going to be mixed. So we're going to have brand new art one ninth graders never took art in there with AP artists and everything in between. That's the, that's the anytime part. And the anywhere part of it is we have two rooms. There's another art teacher that works for me, Spelter, and myself. And basically, we're going to set up the rooms a little bit different of each room. For example, if you want to do ceramics, you have to go into Miss Belter's room because we're going to have the ceramic center in there. And if you want to do paint, you're going to come into my room because I'm going to have the paint center set up or at least the materials for the paint center set up in my room. And so we're going to have sort of centers, but you're going to be able to move back and forth between either room. We have common planning, so we'll have the same classes scheduled all day long. So if you have art second period, you can come in my room and work in a painting one week. You can go in her room, work on, well, there's not even my room and her room anymore. It's just the art rooms. You can go into room A and work on ceramics. You can go into room B and work on painting. So that is the art anytime, anywhere. That is number one on our list, and that is going to be different. And I'll I'm, I'm probably have to do a follow-up podcast on that to explain how it's going as we start the school year in a couple weeks. Number two, co-teaching. Well, that falls right into what I just said because we're going to co-teach, but not just co-teach in the sense that, well, uh, if you want to do ceramics, go into the ceramics room and Miss Belter will work with you. But Miss Belter may come into my room and you're working on a painting and she's going to talk to you about that painting even though you're in my room working on the painting because we're going to be working together and we're going to grade together and we're going to do pretty much everything as far as teaching goes together. So there's, like I said before, there's no Miss Belter's room, Mr. Sand's room. And you're not in Mr. Sand's class. You're not in Miss Belter's room. You're in art. And so in art, you get us both and you get us both for the good and for the bad. And we definitely have differences between the two of us. So we're going to work on our strengths. So that's co-teaching. I probably will have to make another video, another video, another podcast to explain how that's going in a couple of weeks if we don't kill each other. No, I think it's going to go really well. Number three, 
our Monday units. Yes, we're going to be doing our Monday units. And this is something we have done in the past. But again, we're co-teaching. So let's say we're going to start with, I don't remember which one we're going to start with. The object might be our first unit. I think it might be. Well, we'll just get all the kids in one room and have one of us present our Monday unit to them. And then they will have the option. The younger students will probably want to do the unit. But even if they don't want to do the older students don't want a unit, they have their own idea. That's fine. They're still going to sit there and listen. And they're going to learn something about it. And they might get inspired by it. Because that's what it's there for. The Monday units are there for edification, to give ideas to get inspiration. So that's our Monday units. We'll do that every Monday, uh, regardless of where you are in and of a project. If you're still working on a project the following week, you're still going to sit and listen to the Monday unit, but you may not participate in it. Does that make sense? Yes. Number four, Tuesday techniques. We're going to present new techniques every Tuesday. Now, sometimes maybe you've seen these techniques before, but you know, it's like if you got taught a, a, a one-point perspective two years ago, chances are, even if you don't, rem even if you remember it, which you probably don't, you'd probably be like, there's going to be something in there you can you can take out of it, you can extrapolate out of. So we're going to be introducing these techniques, and we're going to be rotating those. So there's always going to be new ones coming up, so it's not just always the same ones over and over and over again. And the idea behind Tuesday techniques is you can look at it and learn, hey, that's a kind of a cool technique. I'm going to incorporate that in my project or you know what I don't really like that technique thanks for showing it to me but I'm not going to incorporate it in my project but at least you had the the opportunity for the edification that's right number five artist Wednesday again not new we've done this one before every Wednesday we will show a new artist we tried to align those artists up with the units from Monday. So you got to see some artwork on Monday. You got the idea. Well, here on Wednesday, you're seeing an artist who's actually doing that thing we said they did. So say on Monday, we give about a, a unit on um, appropriation. And we talked about how artists steal. On Wednesday, we're going to show you an artist who actually appropriates from different pieces and makes a new piece of art by appropriating. So that kind of an idea right there. That's pretty straightforward. Number six, the revamped portal. Uh, we do have the art portal which is called theartportal.weebly.com if you want to check it out. And we've really set it up for those first four weeks, especially for the younger students who haven't had leveled up in art. This is their first time in art. They can go to the portal. They can look at the unit that we gave for that week. They can get some techniques off of it. They can do some tutorials because there's uh, links to YouTube videos. They can follow along and try those tutorials and learn new materials. And just, it's a great way to introduce them to the tab program to being able to come up with their own ideas, but without just saying like, Hey, go make art. You don't know what to do. Hey, just go make some art. It's a guiding, a guiding portal, if you will, on how they can go in there and, and start learning about how they can come up with their own ideas. So that's the whole point of the portal probably need to go into more detail about that in another podcast. Number seven, the project matrix slash learning targets. We gave the project matrix last year. We revamped it. I actually got some project matrix some other people did that sent them to me in an email. And I was like, wow, your project matrix is better than my project matrix. So since you stole from me to make your project matrix, I'm stealing your project matrix back to make our new one. And so Ms. Belcher and I sat down and we came up with some better questions. Basically, the project matrix is where the student determines their learning target. They have selected their learning target, and at the end of the week, they're gonna turn in their project matrix, which explains how they met or didn't meet their learning target. So every Friday, the students are to turn in their project matrix, explaining what they worked on that week, how they were engaged, uh, what their learning target was, and how they met their learning target. So that's number seven. How are they going to turn those in? Number eight, the return of the art journals. We've done art journals in the past. Our art journals were actual physical books. We have printed out like sketchbooks. They're bound. Uh, we have a print shop at Brunswick County Schools, so they print them up for us. And we have pages in there 
page one is your project matrix uh, and you can go in and you can write everything I just said about your project matrix for that week and just turn in your book at the end of the week so we can see that you did it and give you a grade based on that. There are also pages to do uh, thumbnail sketches. There's the syllabus in there. So the art journal has all kinds of good stuff. The list of learning targets, the links uh, to the website, the portal, and to number nine, Seesaw. Yes, we're given the QR code. They can put it in their art journal for Seesaw. What's Seesaw? You can go online to find Seesaw, Google it. Uh, it's basically a place where students can upload the artwork. So not only are we requiring them to complete a project matrix, number seven, turn it in, number eight, their art journals, but we are encouraging them and requiring them to post a picture of what they actually worked on that week so that we have some kind of visual evidence of what they worked in. Even though most of us know, with having two teachers and so many students in the two rooms, uh, it's gonna be really helpful for us to be able to pull up Seesaw and say, all right, what did uh, that, that student in your class who was working in your class and I didn't see what they were working on, what did they do? And I can just pull it up on Seesaw and look and say, oh, I see how that matches with their project matrix. Um, and so basically they just, it's very simple. The QR code, they pull up Seesaw, they take a picture of the art, they can do it on the phone, they can do it on, we all have Chromebooks, so we're sort of a one-to-one -on -one school now with our Chromebooks, but most students use their phones anyway. Take a picture on your phone, upload it to Seesaw, and then I have evidence, you have evidence of what you worked on that week. It's really nice, which ties into number 10, engagement grading. We are looking for basically three things for them to get their 98. You know, I'm a big fan of the 98-0 thing. So 98 is gonna look like this. At the end of the week, you have completed your project matrix. Well, let me back up. You worked all week. You worked on your project Monday. You listened to the unit Tuesday. You looked at the technique. Maybe you didn't incorporate it, but you paid attention. Then you went and worked on your project. Wednesday, we did the artist of the week. You paid attention, and then you worked on your project. Thursday, you worked on your project. And now Friday has come, and you have a project at least in the works, hopefully, maybe completed, who knows. Either case, you are going to write down in your art journal, fill out your project matrix, explain what your learning target was for the week, and then take a picture of your art and upload it to Seesaw. So now I know you were engaged all week in the art making process. You completed your matrix. I can see what your learning target was. I see that you either accomplished it or didn't accomplish it or were trying to. You are going to revamp that for next week or maybe stick with it for next week because you're not done yet. And you have taken a picture of your artwork, either completed or in process, and put it to Seesaw. I have visual evidence. I have written evidence. If anyone was to come to the room and say, what did that student do? I can be like, here's what they did. They worked all week on this project, trying to accomplish this learning target, and here's their work completed or in progress. You can see a picture of it. Wham, bam, excellent. So that is our 10 things. Art, anytime, anywhere. Co-teaching, Monday units, Tuesday techniques, Artist Wednesday. The portal, theartportal.weebly.com. Project matrix slash learning targets that are in the art journals, Return to the Art Journal, which is a physical book. Seesaw Returns, which is a virtual online place for you to put a picture of your art, either in progress or completed every Friday and engagement grading so that you can get a fair and, um, you know, grade. Because <laughs> some people like those things. I'm not, I'm not a big fan, but hey, uh, if you want an idiot, you can have one if you do all those things. Actually, pretty simple, pretty simple. And you know what? Most kids are gonna come in 
with ideas ready to work this is going to be like uh it might take a couple of weeks for some of the the younger students i say younger by the, the more art one uh, intro to art students who haven't had a lot to get up to speed with this and it might be difficult for the seniors who have been like oh i gotta do CISO again we haven't had to do CISO in two years but uh you know what it's all going to work out it's all going to come out in the wash and i think in the end this is going to be a well-oiled washing machine that's that's the hope here anyway so that is what is going on in the art room <laughs> starting in two weeks i'm back to school in two weeks the students come um two weeks after that i guess so at the end of august we're gonna have this whole thing up and running so uh yeah that's it hey you can email me uh, what's my email isands at bcswan.net if you want to ask about any of these top 10 want more detail about it i will make any podcasts where people ask me to go into more detail about them and if i don't get any emails i'll just make it up anyway and do another podcast so thanks for listening uh i hope you guys have a really great year and yeah let's let's go make some artists